One of the things I love about this show in the five years, we've gained a mythology. We we have? Yeah. You gained a mythology? I'm a myth? We're both myths. Stuff like uh, the fact that... Well, you have to see why you would be a myth. (laughs) The fact that, like, there are people who refer to who the beautiful one now. Yeah. Who talk about how you can love your characters, but you can't love your characters. We all feel better in the dark. We all feel better in the dark. I'm gonna drop this one time for your mind right now. Tommy D on the mic, best listen up now. Better in the dark is taking place right now. But this ain't a normal show, this is point five now. Yeah, I said it, show's a little shorter. But they give you content in a timely order. So take notes of everything they mentioning. Better in the dark, point five, get the listening. Hyphen, what it is right now. Thomas, what it is right now. Derek, what it is right now. Better in the dark, what it is right now. <laughs> and until we get back in touch with you. Go watch that movie. Right, Devin? Go watch that movie. <laughs> a long time ago, we used to be friends, but I haven't thought of you lately at all. If ever again, a greeting I sent to you Short and sweet to the soul Is all I intend Ah, 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 ah. Come on now, honey Bring it on, bring it on, yeah Just remember the way You're good to go I used to think I knew what tore this series apart. Now I'm sure I didn't. But I promise this, I will find out when the Kickstarter is, and I will bring this fan base back together again. I'm sorry, is that mushy, Derek? (laughs) Well, you know what they say. Tom DJ, he's a marshmallow. (laughs) We used to be friends a long time ago. Sorry. And if that does not give you any kind of clue as to what this episode is going to be about, then apparently you are not a fan of either Better in the Dark, Veronica Mars, or the beautiful one herself. Mm -hmm. Because this episode is all about the Mars. The Mars, yes. Veronica Mars. Because, well, I was somewhat surprised, and so was apparently Warner Brothers. Which I bet they're kicking themselves in the ass now, going, well, why didn't we greenlit this five years ago? Well, apparently from what I'm hearing, they have been so surprised and so encouraged about it that they're willing to greenlight a sequel to the movie that is currently in the theater. Although I like the suggestion one of our listeners, and I can't remember which one, so forgive me, guy, made of the idea of maybe taking it to Netflix Yeah, as a 13-episode limited series. Right. We should mention that he's Thomas DJ. And that's Derek Ferguson. This is your point five, which is follow-up of an earlier point five, where we talked about the Veronica Mars Kickstarter campaign. Now that we've got the results... Yeah, and the results were very positive. The movie was in limited release in theaters. But after the first week, because it did so well, they opened it wide. Well, they opened it in a few theaters Just to see how it did. Yeah. It made what? It, I mean, in opened 262 weekend. screens, it made $2.5 million. Now, I know there's some of you out there saying, wow, well, that's not that much. Yes, it is when you consider that this is a movie that was financed 
by Kickstarter. And when a, you consider the number of screens. Yeah, and the number of screens. There were Veronica Mars fans turning out to see this thing. Well, there are people who saw it multiple times. Right, they went back to see again, which to me is very heartening on a number of levels. Kickstarter has mutated into something that I don't think a lot of people, because now you have people, yeah. actors, that you would think had the money to finance their own projects mm-hmm. or they go to a studio for it, but now they're going to Kickstarter and maybe we're seeing a way now that shows that get canceled before their right. time. I mean, who knows? If Kickstarter had been around when Babylon 5 got canceled or Firefly got canceled or any number of favorite shows, maybe this was a way they could have lived on another yeah. year or two or gotten another movie out of it. Or I'm sure that Kyle Killen, who has had no success. Now, I love his work. He's a great producer-director. Mm-hmm. He's the guy responsible for Lone Star, Awake, and now Mind Games. All canceled within their all first season. Canceled. Their first season. All canceled. I am sure that he's heartened. If he was able to put a Kickstarter for Awake, a lot of the fans, like myself, would was have it, kicked in. Wasn't Lone Star canceled after, first, after the second episode? Yep. Oh, my God. See, that's why, folks, you got to have a thick skin to be in this business. But I guess he just said, oh, well, let me yeah. go on to the next one. I mean, and, give him credit. He's not giving up. People say, well, why don't you go to cable, Kyle? People will be more receptive. Mm-hmm. But no, he wants to stay in network television because he wants to reach the largest number of people. Well, if he's got the backbone and he obviously has the thick skin, so that's not a problem. As long as he's got the backbone and he can still keep selling projects to network TV, well, why not? Some people go to AMC. Right. But look at AMC, even a show like The Walking Dead, which is such a big hit now. Mm-hmm. Originally, they had brought that to NBC right. and ABC and, and CBS, all of whom turned it down. They said, no. Of course, now I've been hearing that a family-friendly version of mm-hmm. The Walking Dead with some of the more gory violence and the language right. edited out will be shown, I believe, on NBC during the summertime. Much as a, like they had seriously cut reruns of The Sopranos in syndication. Right, for a while. Same thing with Sex in the City. A few years back, remember when Monk from USA, it was a summer replacement series on ABC. Yeah, but Monk wasn't as, shall we say, salty. It wasn't as salty. As the either two. These shows that are on these cable networks, they're rediscovering whole new audiences, whether people believe it or not. There are still a lot of people out there who don't subscribe to cable or satellite, so they haven't seen these shows, and they don't know what it's about. And it's a way for people to discover a whole new audience, much like Veronica Mars is now rediscovering a whole new audience. There's a lot of people who now... Or finding out about the right. show. They may have passed it up before, but now it's, well, well, let me see what all the hoopla is about. it was on UPN and later on the CW, which is a netlet, actually. It's right. Because they, they have only two hours of original program as opposed to three hours with the networks. A lot of places don't get those netlets, and a lot of people just don't watch them. You have Let's Moon Vest last year at the Upfronts. Very clear about the fact that the only reason the CW is still alive is because it produces shows that are strong in the secondary market, in the DVD market, in the Blu-ray Right. Market. Yeah, I'm actually pretty happy all of a sudden. <laughs> no, I'm serious because we waited seven well, years Well, I know for this. you are. You should be. Obviously, I went to see the movie within the first weekend mm-hmm. uh, at a very early show at the AMC Village 7. Because it was an early show, there were only ten people in the audience, but each one was a marshmallow. And there is something I miss about being in a common place 
with people who share a common interest. Right. We were all there, and we gasped at all the same <laughs> developments, uh-huh. and we cheered at all the right characters, and of course we all sang along to We Used to Be Friends, which is the show's theme song, mm-hmm. which they played at the very, very end. Okay. They actually had two versions, one done by Alejandro Esquivel, I think is his name, the folk singer, at the very beginning when Veronica, she just got her law degree and she's interviewing for her first job. Okay. And they used the Alejandro version to kind of indicate how far away she is from who she once was. And when she goes on this journey Mm. and becomes who she's going to be from now on, we get the original theme song. Hopefully in future movies or Mm -hmm. TV series. Or Or novels. Or novels. We'll get to that in a minute. One thing I want to get to, of course, we're Mm -hmm. going to do this like as an interview. Let me ask you something. As a Veronica Mars fan, what is it? You can say, you can call me a Mars Mellow. Well, I don't care about that. I'm just trying to get to the meat and potatoes here. Just go with it. What is it about Veronica Mars as a character that has endeared her to so many people? At her core, what is it about the character? I think to some people, it's because Veronica Mars, the series, was the natural inheritor of the Buffy mantle. There's a lot of, I think, some of the things that people responded to in Buffy in Veronica Mars. Strong female lead... A strong kind of satellite supporting cast. Mm-hmm. A darkness of tone. I think that Veronica Mars' tone is much darker than Buffy's ever was. Well, the reason it appeals to me, and I think it appeals to other people, is that it is a classic Raymond Chandler hard-boiled detective mystery show. Which we haven't seen on TV in quite a while. Only you know. cast in a high school and later on a college mm-hmm. in sunny San Diego. Okay. The show still holds the distinction of being the lowest rated television show ever to be renewed for a second season. Really? Which is funny because each season finale is treated as if it's a wrap-up for the series. But that's how I always looked at it. And, of course, it is the place where Kristen Bell became my number one celebrity crush. Now, do you think that this is also much as with, say, like, Paris and Ford and Indiana Jones or Sean Connery and James Bond. Do you think that this was the perfect blending of actress with a character? Do you think that Veronica Mars would be the success it was if, say, Eliza Dushku had played Veronica Let Mars? me tell you a story. This is directly from Rob Thomas, who is the show creator. Not the guy from Matchbox 20, guys. Uh, apparently, Kristen Bell was the first actress who read for the role. And they went through a lot of people. And he kept saying that he and the writing staff kept coming back to Kristen Bell and eventually just gave up to Just gave up, yeah. And I do think that if it was a different actress, if it was Blake Lively or Mm -hmm. Amy Adams, who... A major fox. (laughs) The funny thing is, I'm doing a rewatch right now of Mm -hmm. the original series. You'd be surprised at some of the actresses who did show up there. Leighton Meester... Amy mm. Adams was in an episode. Oh, okay. So if, let's say, Amy Adams played Veronica Mars, I don't think it worked. And another thing I think that makes the show work so much is the chemistry that Kristen Bell had with Enrico Colantoni. Okay. Who, who played her father. father, right. Yes, yeah. Keith Mars. Who's a fantastic actor, a fantastic in, his own, actor. in his own right, yeah. Yeah. That's the, actually the central relationship in the show. Mm-hmm. It's not... Veronica with Duncan or Veronica with Logan, the various boyfriends she's had. Mm-hmm. It's... Her and her father Mm -hmm. as a tight-knit unit. I think that those are the things that appeal to people. So now that we have Veronica Mars back in a movie and also in a novel, Mm -hmm. there's also a novel that's... Yes. Yeah, okay. I assume you started reading it already. 
I haven't started reading it yet because I'm, oh. I'm working on reading J.T. Kroll's novel because I'm interviewing him tomorrow. Okay. 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 But is this a continuation of the events in the movie the or is it a standalone? The based on the original script Rob Thomas wrote for the Veronica Mars movie five years ago. He changed the story and the script. In fact, as most marshmallows know, when it looked like the show was being canceled, the third season, Rob Thomas repitched it. He did a sizzle reel. Which, as we've said before, is a 10 to 15 minute mini episode Mm -hmm. that shows you what the the show would feel like. And in this sizzle reel, it depicted Veronica Mars working in the FBI on her first day as an FBI agent. Mm -hmm. The original script for the movie had her with that status quo. Mm -hmm. However, when the kick did so successfully well, Thomas discarded that script and wrote a script because he figured that since so many fans contributed, there were certain things that they wanted to see. Right. Which included a lot of the old characters. Now, I love the movie, obviously. However, I would not recommend somebody like you seeing it because mm. it's way too insular. You have to be in the tribe, so to speak. It's a to, movie by the fans appreciate for it. the fans. Which is as it should be because yeah. the fans paid for it. And I agree with you on that basis 100%. The fans paid for it. Stuff in there should be for the fans. It shouldn't be for... So there are right. characters that he tries his damnedest to fit in every single character who had a more or less minor supporting role. Even down to the school... Well, now school principal, school vice principal, Van Clemens. So, I think the three characters don't make an appearance are Duncan Kane, Veronica's first boyfriend on the show, mm-hmm. played by Ted Dunn, Jake Kane, played by Kyle Secor, and Lily Kane, played by Amanda Seyfried. Do we get throwaway lines as to explain why they're not uh, there? No, or, or no they, they just Oh, they're just not, not there. there. Oh, God. Okay. But everybody else from the series pretty much appears. In addition to Keith Mars, you get Wallace and Mac, who are kind of like Veronica's collective Watson. Weevil, who was... If Veronica Mars is Spencer, he was Hawk, exactly. Even such minor characters as Vinnie Van Lowe, who is a rival detective mm-hmm. to Keith Mars. Even Kristen Ritter shows up. Who, really? That's another actress who went on to greater fame. Yeah. Kristen Ritter played a character during the second season, and she shows up in this. Yeah, it? she started one of our favorite TV shows. Uh, one that no was Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. One that was cut down. Now, see, they had a Kickstarter to bring that back, and <laughs> they'd get my money. <laughs> I love that show. It's a very well done movie, but it is very much an episode of the TV series writ large. Mm-hmm. There are some things maybe I would change. There is a B-plot that is not resolved in the least about the police department of Neptune, which is the fictitious town that the series takes place in, getting more corrupt. There is not enough of Kristen Bell in her Angel of Vengeance outfit, as I like Mm -hmm. to call it. Whenever Veronica was really meaning business, Mm -hmm. she had her own version of the private detective overcoat and fedora, which was black jacket, blouse, and black jeans. Mm -hmm. She appears in it once. Jason Doring, who plays Logan, her second boyfriend in the series, Mm -hmm. says, you should dress like this all the time. (laughs) And I'm going, yes! (laughs) Yes! But that's the last time you see her in it. It might be a little bit too long. It maybe could have had maybe ten minutes trimmed. It's about... Almost two hours. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. I guess that they want to give the fans yeah. their money's worth. Well, let's make it a two-hour movie. But if you are a Mars Mellow, it's a wonderful film. There's something about sitting there with other members of your tribe. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember we're coming out of the film, and there was this one woman who was sitting across the way from me. Short blonde hair. She's wearing one of the Veronica Mars Kickstarter t-shirts. And I just said to her, it took us seven years, but we got it done. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine how you feel, because I definitely can sympathize 
-hmm. and understand exactly what you're talking about. Because it was the same way when I went to see Star Trek, the motion picture. It was that same thing. I went with a whole audience full of Star Trek fans, and we were all sitting there when we saw our favorites coming on there at the appropriate time. So we were all like, I know exactly what you mean. You got that feeling of, yeah, we got it. And I appreciate anybody getting to see their favorites once again. Just because... I'm not into it. Why should that mean you don't get to see and what it you want? Because you, yeah. could you know what pissed me off? And I gotta say that y'all Firefly fans. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. Y'all people need to let it go. I was on Facebook, and I saw all of this hate for people that said, "Oh, well, the Veronica. Oh, why do they get the, that bullshit? We can't get a Firefly movie. Why should they be deprived of what they want to see? We worked because, hard. Okay. Thank you. Here's the difference. You've been whining for what ten years now? Ten years. It's time to let we it go. Made it happen because we worked hard for this. Thank you. Okay. They asked us. Will you help us? And we all came to their aid. Thank you. All right? Really, folks, the whining and the crying and the bitching and the moaning has got to stop. Firefly is not coming back. We have the movie and we have the TV show. That's what we're going to get. The only way it's going to come... The other thing, okay, can I just say, the other thing is, you want more Firefly... There are Firefly comics. I'm sure that... Are there Firefly novels? I don't believe there's novels. Well, there should be. There should be, yeah. There there should should be. be. There should be a a Firefly expanded universe, because I know that it has a very loyal fan base. Yeah. Like, we're getting now. Just as much as you're a fan of Veronica Mars, I am a Firefly. Right. However, I am an adult, Mm -hmm. and I realize that sometimes you have to let go and move on with your life. Exactly. Which is what I've done. It kind of shocks me that we're getting a, a Veronica Mars expanded universe. Because we got the first novel, mm-hmm. we've got because Rob Thomas licensed Veronica Mars the series, not the movie, to Kindle Words. Kindle Words. We're getting authorized Veronica yeah. Mars fan fiction. Yeah. For those of you people who don't know about mm-hmm. this, but I can't imagine who don't. But just in case, Kindle Words is a way that people are writing fan fiction, but right. it's authorized. And licensed by the creators, mm-hmm. you can go on there, you can write a novel. So let's say if you're a fan of Veronica Mars, you can write a Veronica There's Mars. There's like three or four of them already on Veronica Mars, yeah. Kindle Words. I and, haven't bought any of them. And oh. people, no, I just wanted to yeah. finish this off. And people, you get paid for this. Yes. So it's not just something that you're giving away for free. If it, you can actually get paid for this. Which brings me to my next question. Why haven't you written one? Because Rob Thomas is writing them right now, and I'm not worthy. Really? I don't think so, man. I would have just figured that as much as you love the character, you would have just said, oh, shit, I can turn this out in a week. I said, Tom, crank out of Veronica Kamar's 60,000-word novel in a weekend. I probably could, but it would be nowhere near as good as what Rob Thomas can do. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's fair enough. It's like yeah, how you, you've said in the past you would never do a Howard the Duck fan fiction. No, 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 no. no. There's some characters like Doc Savage. If they can't, I mean, Will Murray is already doing a spectacular job, and they would never be insane enough to come to me and ask me to Mm -hmm. do one. But if they did, I would say, nah, I couldn't do it. I'd be too paralyzed with fear. I understand where you're coming from. Oh, you're not the first person to ask me why. (laughs) No, you're not. Seriously. I'm Considering how I'm kind of proud of the fact that I'm Mars Mellow number one. Yeah. Hell, my computer is half named after Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell is like the patron saint of uh, (laughs) Better in the Dark. It's just 
a big kind of a shock. Pivot Network is rerunning Veronica Mars. Oh, right really? Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's being discovered by new people, and that's great, and the thing that kind of shocks and amazes me. And I'm hoping that what happens is these new people are watching the episodes first and then seeing the movie, because if they just right. see the movie, they'll be totally confused. And that's why, in terms of pop culture, yeah. this is why we live in such a wonderful time now. Because it used to be years ago, like when me and you were growing up, yeah. if a show was canceled, that was it. Right. Done and done. Now that doesn't happen. A show doesn't necessarily right. have to go away because there's Kickstarter, mm-hmm. there's Netflix, there's so many other platforms that you could do a web series right. and put it on the internet. Although I will say, the pre-credit sequence mm-hmm. of the movie pretty much explains the Veronica mm-hmm. Mars universe but doesn't explain it in detail. There's a character who shows up. At one point, Veronica, in investigating this crime, mm-hmm. has to go to her high school reunion, <laughs> which is the place she never wanted to go. Yeah, everybody, nobody likes going to And at one point, reunion. there is a character who shows up. His name is Corny. And he was in maybe five or six episodes throughout the first and second season, always in deep background. He maybe has had about two dozen lines in the entire series, but he's kind of fondly remembered by Mars Mellows, so he shows up and we mm-hmm. find out what he's been doing. Okay. We find out what Weevil's been doing. Veronica Mars gets to punch Madison Sinclair, mm-hmm. who was one of her nemeses mm-hmm. during the series, someone that she absolutely detested. There's all these things that are payoffs for marshmallows like myself, that would make no sense to somebody going in cold. Right, just going in cold. They would be sitting there saying, well, why did she hit her? Yeah. Yeah, well, who's this guy? Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. Well, it's like Star Trek. Also, I mean, for example. I mean, well, it's like Star Trek. There were some movies that I would not advise anybody. And and we discussed this when we did the Star Trek retrospective. I would never Mm -hmm. tell anybody to start watching the movies with, say, Star Trek, the motion picture. Right. I just wouldn't do it. Because even for fans, there's even fans of Star Trek find that movie excruciating. Nothing necessarily has to die if the fans love it enough now. There's always a way to bring it back. But on the other hand, I think there are some fan bases that deserve to be told to shut up. Yes, true. Because your obsession can live on, but it's not going to live on in the media of television or in movies. That's something that's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But there are other avenues. There are novels. There are fan fiction. There are ways to keep something alive. But you Firefly enthusiasts whining about Veronica Mars' shit, why don't we? And that's another thing. We've come. We've talked about this before, the either-or. Yeah, which I've never understood why it has to be either Star Wars or Star Trek. Well, I enjoy them both. Right. Well, look, there are plenty of things I love. The either-or thing, I just don't. Let's say the situation was reversed, and I never got a Veronica Mars movie. Right. But... You got a Firefly movie. I didn't get a Firefly movie. Yeah, Serenity. Serenity. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's Serenity, like you're greedy. Yeah. You had your movie. It didn't do well. You don't get other movies. We got a movie to our surprise because we thought this was all we were going to get. Yeah. It did well. We're maybe getting another movie or a web series or something. We're going to get more Veronica Mars. And God bless. Did. I'm glad yeah. you got it. The difference is we didn't sit there and whine. When are they bringing Firefly back? We actively did something about it. There are too many other things that I enjoy for me to be focused on just this one thing and say, well, if I can't get this, my life is over. No. Come on, that's absurd. But since we've spent some time talking about a fan base that doesn't deserve a movie, what do you think would be a fan base that would deserve a movie? That's an interesting question. Well, obviously, we deserved a movie, but we made it happen. We're done. Warner Brothers is talking about a sequel, but even if there's not a sequel, I am very happy that we got that and we got this novel 
and we're going to get more And you're going to get more novels. novels, yeah. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that finally I get more of these characters that I love. And I finally get... Kristen Bell pulled out of that rom-com hell she'd been in for the last seven years. Oh, yeah, thank God. Uh, She's such a wonderful, talented actress that you Mm -hmm. turned me on to. And once I started watching her stuff, I said, okay, now I understand why Tom is in love with her. Because she's a wonderful... And some of the movies that I've seen her in, I just felt so bad for the poor girl. Because, you know, it's not not worthy of her. And also what's not worthy of her is how... Was it House of Lies? Yeah. I watched the first season of that. And I don't understand what her and Don Cheadle are doing in that. But then again, you know me, I've always been a pragmatist. People... Will start whining and crying. Well, where's their artistic, their integrity? When a favorite actor of theirs is in something that the person thinks is not worthy of their talent. Well, where's their artistic integrity? When there's bills you got to pay, the artistic integrity goes out of the window. And what people don't realize is that when you're an actor, say like Kristen Bell or Don Cheadle, a kid now, and you've got other people. That are depending on you for their livelihood. You have an agent. You have a manager. You may have a personal nutritionist. Mm-hmm. You may have a trainer. You may have a makeup person. You may have a clothes designer. You've got other people that are dependent on you for their livelihood. Right. So you can't tell them, I can't take this movie project because of my artistic right. integrity. They don't want to hear Although that. I'm willing to bet that if, let's say, instead of it being a sequel, Netflix picks up Veronica Mars mm-hmm. as a I'm willing to bet she's going to drop House of Lies like a hot potato. Oh, I'm sure she would. Any Mars Mello knows, she loves that character. It's not that House of Lies is a bad yeah. show, but it's just one that I think that they took it because the opportunity was yeah. there. And maybe it was also, well, I get to work with a great actor like Don Cheadle. Well, yeah, and people don't understand actors act. So when an opportunity comes along... To act. They take it. What do you think? Don Cheadle is just supposed to sit on his ass waiting for the next Iron Man movie? No. He finds something else to do because he's an actor. This is his job. This is his craft. This is what he works at. It's like me and you. What are we always doing? We're always writing. Right. People ask me all the time, well, why are you doing five or six different things? Because I'm a writer. What else am I supposed to do? It's like what I said to my friend Vinny the other day, because mm-hmm. he suggested maybe you should knock off the writing. I said, I'm a writer. I can't not write. Yeah, I can't not. And yeah, exactly. It's like saying it's not making you any money. I said, yeah, but would you call Van Gogh a failure? Because he never sold anything while he was alive. Here's what we consider to be one of the greatest artists of the 19th century. You can't not write if you're a writer. Yeah. You I mean, can't not act if you're an actor. Thank you. You're always going to find something to act mm-hmm. at. Perfect example. Look at Joan Crawford. Toward the end of her career, Joan Crawford was making those schlocky horror yeah. movies like Trog. God knows she didn't need the money because mm-hmm. she married the guy who ran Coca-Cola. It's not because she mm-hmm. needed the money. She was an actress. That's what she did. When it's something you find that what you do, you do it. No matter in what medium. When you have actors... It used to be, and we did an episode mm-hmm. about that, a thing where our actor would start out on TV. Right. And then then they would graduate to feature films. But at some point in their career, when nobody can see their movies yeah, anymore, they, they went back to TV. Well, why? Because it was still acting. Now we don't have that, but I fully expect to be writing well into my 90s. Yes. As long as my fingers can still work. And when my fingers stop working, hey, well, then you I know what saying? I'll do? I'll hire somebody right. to type for me and I'll dictate. Three days ago, I was on a date. Yeah. With, oddly enough, 
My college girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. I ran into her by accident, and so we were at, we went out to lunch together. You dog. And we were talking about because she's the same age as I. Okay. We were discussing the fact that we're getting older. Shapely, attractive young lady, biracial. Nice rack. Pretty decent. Okay. How's the hips? She's got she's got a black woman butt. Good hair. She's, she's got her mother's hair. Her mother was okay. But anyway. Okay. How you okay. This is getting Stop <laughs> trying to make a mental picture of Karen in your head. Because this is getting kind of sleazy. Yes, it's getting kind of sleazy. sleazy. <laughs> but we were talking about this, and I pointed out the fact that, especially considering how technology has been accelerating in the last 10, 20 years, hmm. who's to say that we're not going to be on this earth 60, 70, 80 years from now? True that. Um, You're right, yeah. You know, and who's not to say that we are not going to succumb to the diseases of age until much later than our parents did? We could be riding into our triple digits. Hey, I'm shooting for 100. I don't know about anybody else. But the thing is, if you love your show so much, there are ways. You might not get a new movie like we did. The thing is, I want to keep pointing out, we worked for it. They said to us, would you be willing to be partners with us? And we said yes. We made it happen. Going back to fan fiction, when I started writing fan fiction, and people asked me, well, why are you writing that? Because you're not getting paid for it. I said, DC and Marvel won't publish stories about these characters, so I got to write them. (laughs) <laughs> and I well, did. yeah, my Swordsman series. I did, yeah, you Your did. Prowler series. Right, I did the Prowler. DC wasn't doing the challenges of the unknown comic, and I wanted to see, so I said, well, shit, I got to write them myself, which is pretty much my whole philosophy of yeah. writing. Anyway, I write the type of stories that I want to read. Well, the whole theory is that if you make a movie or a television show or a book that you enjoy personally... Other people with your similar taste right. will find it. And that's what happened with Rob Thomas. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. He wrote, Veronica Mars started out as a young adult novel he wrote when he was a teacher. Really? Oh. And here's a little fact. The main character was not a girl until he decided to turn into a TV show. Mm-hmm. And he was given the suggestion by a network that it would be more sellable if the main character was female. And he took that advice and thank God for it. Because I don't think there would be a Vincent Mars film. <laughs> Vincent Mars. Yeah, I don't know what he called it. Victor Mars. Victor Mars. This was a character that he loved, and so people like me found it and loved it as well. Mm-hmm. And when it went off the air, he and Kristen Bell, who loves it equally, mm-hmm. the two of them tried to get a movie done so at least we get some sort of closure. Right. Kristen Bell offered to buy the rights of the character. I remember at one that. Point, yeah, I remember and that. And Warner Brothers just wasn't having it. <laughs> Eventually. Warner Brothers broke down and said, we'll put up $2 million because we don't think this is worthwhile. If you can raise $2 million, we'll greenlight a movie. That's something I wanted to ask you. Yeah. The production values of this. Because I've heard it looks like it costs more of course. than a $4 million movie. They made $4 million in the Kickstarter. Okay, so how much... So it was a $6 million movie. It, oh, okay. But it looks more. It looks it like... It looks more. Although i got to tell you what the weirdest part of the movie is. What? Is hearing the character swear. Oh, okay. Because there's a couple of times, like Veronica lets loose with a shit, there's a fuck in there somewhere, Mm -hmm. and it's so weird because I'm so used to these characters living in a clean world. Right, not using that type of language. But they don't go crazy with that though, right? I will tell you this much, I'm willing to bet that if they do greenlight a sequel, Mm -hmm. you might enjoy it. Because first off, it's divested itself of the high school setting that you did not like in Mm -hmm. in the first place. The film ends at a place where I think you could deal with the character, and... 
I have to assume that with all of the, here's Corny, and here's Principal Van Clemens, and here's Vinnie Van Lowe, mm. and here's Madison Sinclair, which would mean nothing to you. Even the newer characters, like Jerry O'Connell plays Sheriff Dan Lamb. Okay. The joke of that is that he's the brother of Sheriff Don Lamb, who was in the show until he was murdered in the third season. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, had they introduced him before? No, no, he was a new character. There are a number of cameos that range from significant... Jamie Lee Curtis plays the head of of the law firms that Veronica is applying to. There is a cameo by James Franco that is very, very, (laughs) very funny, but I guarantee you, you will be like... What is he doing yeah, in this what is movie? The, well, he's James Franco. Oh, Why is James Franco in any movie? There is a scene where Veronica goes into this hip <laughs> nightclub because she's looking for a specific clue. There's a whole sequence where she is hit upon by various loser guys. One is played by Justin mm-hmm. Long. One is played by her now husband, Dak Shepard. Oh, my God. Now, of course, the Dak Shepard cameo makes sense to us Mars Yeah. Somebody coming in would not understand Who, do, do, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't get the joke. What was James Franco doing in, in a Jason Statham movie? There right there is, He's James Franco. There is a post-credit scene <laughs> with James Franco that is laugh-out-loud funny. <laughs> But anyway, you should wrap this up since this is supposed to be a point five and a oh, episode. James Franco. This okay, game, here, okay, you will say this about James Franco. You remember when we was kids and they yeah. had that character, Savoir Faire? Yeah. What was the line? Savoir, Savoir Faire is, is everywhere. everywhere. Well, that, so, the thing I love about James Franco is you get the impression that he is game for anything. Yeah. If yeah. it interests him, He'll do it. He'll do it, yeah. Which is why he shows up for three episodes on the Mindy Project. And he shows up as a, a cracker meth dealer in a Jason Statham movie. I'm going to tell you who James Franco is. Who? And they should do this. He, the character that Richard Belza plays. Munch. He's Munch. He's, <laughs> He's Munch. They should have him play Munch's son yes. and just show up at... That's James Franco. I think he's just at the point where <laughs> I have enough money. I just want to do stuff that's fun for me. Yeah. God bless him for it. And that sequence, I got to imagine that that sequence mm-hmm. in Veronica Mars is just because he thought it would be funny. And you can just imagine James Franco might have just wandered in one yeah. day and said, can I do something? And they said, sure. You get the feeling he does shit like that. He just wanders onto a set and says, is this something I can do? Oh my goodness. What? No, I just got this in my inbox. My friend Stacy Avalon and uh, her husband are going to renew their wedding vows in December. Oh, you going to go? It's in Oregon. So go. What's that? But it's a ways away. It's in December. Drive. Congratulations, guys. Anyway. Drive. Road trip. Yes, so. I call shotgun. So to just summarize, <laughs> since this is starting to be a full episode, I'm very happy with the movie. I'm shocked, but pleasantly so, that we might actually get... A series of movies. Okay, let's break it down real scientifically. Okay. On a scale of one, two, five, acting. You're asking somebody who's too close to the... Go ahead, just give me an answer. Of course, I'm going to say... Well, okay, it depends upon the actor. Because, for example, Kristen Bell obviously is a five. Enrico Colantoni is a five. Jason Doring's like a three and a half. Okay, the story. One to five. Four, four and a half. Okay, production value is one to five. Four, four and a half. Okay. That's all we want to know. Yeah. As a Veronica Mars fan. If you are a Veronica Mars fan, this is going to be Nirvana with cookies. As an Not ob- just Nirvana. They give you cookies while you're in Nirvana. As an objective film critic? I still think it's a decent film, but I can't divorce myself from my love. <laughs> I'm serious. Isn't there something, Derek, 
that you love so much you can't divorce yourself from that love oh, that project. Oh, oh, absolutely. There's something you will never hear me say a bad word about. Yeah, because I just love it too much. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I understand. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it's Veronica Mars. It's the Avengers. It's crime story for me. Yeah. Some things I would just never say a bad word. And you I don't know, care what anybody Even says. that Avengers movie that everybody hated with a passion. They consider it one of the worst movies ever made. I still love it. Oh, the one with Uma Thurman? Yes. Oh, yeah, I love it too. Yeah. I'm speaking, I'm as big as Avengers fan as you. There was a lot about, but every time that damn thing comes on TV, I'll watch, I'll watch it. it. Yeah. Yeah, but my advice to other fan bases don't get bent out of shape and find a way to do the work yourself. Yeah. Because that is the one thing that's different with us. Rob Thomas asked for our help and we gave it to them. Because we wanted this so much. Now we're getting more than I think we planned on getting. And which is always a good thing. If you love something enough, just keep it alive. That's yeah. all it is. Do whatever you can to keep it alive. Fan fiction. Comic books. Novels. Start a Facebook page. Facebook yeah, yeah. page. Websites. There are ways to keep these things alive. That it's not just reduced to you grumbling and mumbling. Oh, those Veronica Mars assholes got theirs. Why can't we get ours? First off, we're not assholes. Well, first of all, who's the assholes? Yeah. <laughs> because they got theirs and you didn't. Who really is the asshole in this scenario, I ask you? Yes. <laughs> and on that note... We used to be friends a long time ago. Sing it, Tom. We used to... Actually, I should start from the beginning. Go ahead. We Let used to rip. be friends a long time ago, but I haven't talked to you lately at all. If ever should send a greeting in pair to you, and so on and so forth, and then they get, come on now, sugar, <laughs> bring it on, bring it on, yeah. You didn't Don't come. You, you didn't come prepare. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to do it off the top of my head. The okay. thing is, okay, the way the Veronica Mars version goes is, we used to be friends a long time ago, mm. but. I haven't thought of you lately at all. Then they go right to, come on now, sugar. Mm -hmm. Bring it on, bring it on, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to be there? Okay, as opposed to? As opposed to the longer song. Oh, okay. Which well, I'll you, probably put at the end of the... Well, put it at the end of this right. episode. Put both versions at the end of okay. this episode. So, until then, folks, this is Mars Mellow number one. Still in shock. And this is... Derek Ferguson, who isn't a marshmallow at all, but... Go pick up the box sets. They're $10 at FYE. Enjoy yourself some Veronica Mars. Then come and talk to me. There you go. That's the best way we can think of to end this episode. He's Thomas DJ. He's Derek Ferguson. And until then, go see that Veronica Mars movie. Good night. Good night. This is still a point five.
This has been your Better in the Dark Point 5, featuring Thomas E.J. and Derek Ferguson. Normal service will return momentarily. If you'd like to comment on this or any other episode of the program, please send an email to betterinthedark at earth2.net. That's betterinthedark at earth-2.net. If you feel this stopgap is not sufficient, please visit the Better in the Dark Central site at www.betterinthedarksite.com. And don't forget to check out all the amazing music available at www.beehyphen.com. Better in the Dark is a Conspiracy Productions presentation in association with the Earth2.net community of podcasts. All material, copyright, Thomas E.J. and Derek Ferguson. Transmission ends in 3, 2, 1, 0.